Welcome to the Financial Flight Plan with Tim Estes and Bree Reyes. When it comes to your financial future, we believe the sky is the limit. We'll give you the proper tools to keep your engine <clears throat> portfolio running smoothly. Let us pilot the answers to some of your toughest financial issues. The Financial Flight Plan starts now. Well, hello and welcome and great to have you again on the podcast. I'm George Bree Reyes investor coach and certified financial planner at Estes Financial Services, and this is the Financial Flight Plan Podcast. Bree, welcome in. How's it going? It is going very, very well, with the exception of I am ready for Easter. We're recording yeah. this before Easter, <laughs> and we're in the middle of Lent and trying to teach a almost five-year-old why he can't have something because of Lent has yeah. been a very interesting experience to him. For me. Well, for me, for him, for everyone in our family, totally combined. Yeah. It has been just just a giant cluster. We'll put it that <laughs> way. Just a giant cluster. And quite frankly, I'm ready for a soda. So ah, uh, that's what you gave thank up. Thank huh? goodness. That's what I gave up. Um, my parents used to make us give up sugar. Yeah. And what they they like they they did, it was sugar. So we couldn't have sugary drinks, we couldn't have sugary cereals, we couldn't have dessert. I'm not that mm. mean. We gave up sodas. Yeah, for me, I've I've gotten more towards like I try to do something every day now, like rather oh, than sacrifice, nice. and more more or less like I'm sacrificing like laziness. Right, that's kind of way I look at it. It's like this this year I, I've decided to hit every my step goal every day because I, I always fall short. And there's plenty of times I'm sure you feel it, Bree. You get home long day and you're just like, okay, we'll make it up tomorrow. And I've stuck to it every day, but there's been a lot of this like walking circles around the house at like 1030 at night before I'm about to go to bed. So yeah, I've learned to be more active so. throughout the day. But yeah, it's it's been, I think I'm probably going to carry it over. I'm hoping to carry it over into just everyday life. So that's awesome though. That's really, really, really cool. Yeah. Hopefully I built a new habit. We'll see. But that's great. 40 days. How's, uh, how's <laughs> Nate handling? Has he done pretty well with it? Um, he didn't give up sodas because he doesn't, um, he doesn't drink sodas because right. I am that mean of a mom that he isn't <laughs> allowed sodas. So, um, he has survived. He has given up. Uh, I can't even remember what we decided he would give up, but so obviously he's been sticking to it really well. Actually, Joaquin's been monitoring that one. My husband. Yeah. Um, I, he's, he's excited about the Easter bunny. He knows this weekend is Easter bunny weekend and he is so really really looking forward to easter bunny weekend i'll put it that way that's awesome that's awesome well i hope you have a happy easter and whoever's listening if you celebrate easter hope you enjoy it as well uh, but let's jump into our topic today brie because i think it's going to be an interesting one it's on birthdays the most important birthdays in retirement planning there's a lot of ages you might think about hey i know like i want to retire at 65 or whatever but there's a lot of ages leading up to that retirement day that you need to at least be aware of some changes in planning that uh, really can affect you. So we're going to dive into that today. And again, I'll remind you too, you can find everything online at estesfinancial.net. You can also connect with Bree and her father, Tim, on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. They're kind of everywhere. So whatever, however you prefer to communicate and connect, you can do that with Estes Financial. All right, so let's go through these birthdays. And, you know, I, I think most people are thinking, okay, in the 60s is when I really got to start paying attention. But We'll start with age 50, Bree, because this is an important one for people that have maybe fallen behind. And I'm, let's not say fallen behind, because that makes them seem like they've done something wrong. Right. This is just an opportunity for advance. This is where you can get an A+. plus. This is the extra credit. How about we look like at that. it that I like way? that, yeah. This is eligibility age for catch-up contributions. 
you can add more money to your 401ks or your IRAs. There is a lot of wonderful things that you can do at, at age 50. So if maybe you've looked back, you look back at about how much you contribute and you're like, hey, I wish I'd done more earlier. Now is the time you get extra credit. You can make additional catch-up contributions. Now, um, recently this past year, they changed uh, the wording for catch-up contributions for the for my federal employee clients. They stopped calling them catch-up for your TSP. They also they started calling it, I think, waterfall contributions, which hmm. is an interesting way to um, phrase it, I guess. Yeah, but that is is the new that's what catch up is is we get to start catching up we can contribute a little bit more so the catch up contributions is this year is 6500 for okay. 2022 so if you're participating in a 401k 403b 457 and the thrift savings plan you can contribute a maximum for 2022 of 20500 But if you're over 50 and you have the ability to catch up, you can contribute $27,000. Hmm. That's good to know. And I'm glad that you corrected me too because it's not just for people that aren't where they want to be. You could even be on a good pace but just want to save more. It's a chance to add on to that. And waterfall is a good term for it. To kind of really kind of hammer home your contributions during your 50s. Yes. And with an IRA, regular contribution limit is 6000 but the catch-up contribution is an extra $1,000. So in total, if you're over 50, you can make a contribution of $7,000 this year to an IRA. Catch up. That's great. And really, I like the waterfall, the name either way. Yeah. Either one you prefer. But age 50, something to be thinking about if you got in there. Do you think most people are aware of this? Because I, I don't feel like this is something that's that's advertised a whole lot, right? I don't think people think about 50 as being a, a key year for retirement planning. No, I think, I, well, I mean, no, not really. Yeah. I think people are still trying to figure out how to pay for college <laughs> and just <laughs> breathe. Right. I mean, right now, the past couple of years, we haven't really thought about you know, there's so much been going on that I don't think anyone's really focused on this. So, but I think it's important to know about. It is. All right. That's the first birthday we've got for you. How about age 55? This is a big one for starting to pull out of your retirement accounts, right? Yes. Age 55. If you leave your job after turning 55, you can take withdrawals from your 401k without early withdrawal penalties. It's still taxed. Of course, we, we don't get away from taxes, people, <laughs> but we do get away from that additional 10% penalty. But remember, this only applies to the account with the job that you just left. There are some exemptions to this provision, as, as there are with life. There's always an exemption uh, or an exception, but um, make sure you get advice from the right people. The other thing to know is if you are a federal employee, because a lot of our listeners are federal employees and you separate from service, especially if you're special provisions and you separate from service, their age is age 50. The year they turn age 50, they can access their TSP, their thrift savings plan. But remember I said, special provisions, federal employees. Right. So that's 55. Now, 59 and a half. I love the half. I don't know if anybody's celebrating I know. Their Nobody half knows when they're halves. <laughs> right. This is the silliest thing. I mean, unless you celebrate unbirthdays, in which case... 
or you're a bear because bears have two birthdays every year. I learned that from Paddington. Um, <laughs> congratulations. Right. Right. So what happens at 59 and a half then? 59 and a half. That's when you can withdraw from qualified accounts without penalty. So remember, we talked about that 10% penalty from your 401k or the TSP. That also applies or that applies to IRAs, uh, individual retirement accounts. So once you're 59 and a half, you can start taking money out of your IRA without the 10% penalty. That's important. So I hate spending money just for the sake of spending money because it's not a prepayment of tax. It's an honest to goodness penalty. Right. And again, it's a good reminder too, that even though you can do these things, even though you can pull money out without the penalty of 59 and a half, doesn't mean you necessarily should, right? Or you have to. No right. one's forcing right. you to take money out. It's just a, you have the option. Exactly. Well, if you are someone that is trying to retire early, a couple ages you need to be keeping in mind are coming up next, age 62 first, because that's when you can first begin to claim Social Security. Yes, you are eligible to take Social Security at age 62. Should you take Social Security (laughs) at age 62 is the question. And the answer is, I don't know. Or it depends, really, is the answer here. You are eligible for social early Social Security at 62, and yes, it's early, and it's penalized for the rest of your life if you take it then. If you choose to wait until later, you will receive more in Social Security. But there are a lot of different claiming strategies out there. There are strategies where one, one spouse claims early, one spouse claims late. There's a lot of different options, but just know that you are eligible you can claim social security. You don't have to. Yes, that is important to remind everyone with. So that is when income can 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 be very helpful for you if you retire early. And then also healthcare costs are another big expense you have to worry about if you retire, retire early. So you're looking ahead at age 65 because that's when Medicare can kick in. Yes, Medicare does begin at age 65. Now, what happens if you haven't started your Social Security or you don't want to start your Social Security and you are Medicare eligible, you are 65, you can just pay your Medicare premiums. They send you a bill. You write a check. It is paid. You do not have to start Social Security just in order to be because you're Medicare eligible. So, A, that's that's something I have people ask me about all the time. The other thing to know about when it comes to Social Security and Medicare eligibility is not all people. You will know when you're turning 65. I will tell you this Hmm. because the people that try to sell medical care supplement plans are, well, they'll find you. They'll let you know. You will get mail. You will get text messages. You will get phone calls. You will get email. It's like an election year. You'll get everything under the sun. When my parents turned 65, my father and I are, um, you know, we own a business together. And so we do a lot of stuff together. And I even got emails to my personal email about dad turning 65. I got a phone call for dad turning 65. Hmm. Now, I was like, yes, that's thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'll let him know. Thanks. But you have you have quite a while to be to sign up. You have. Three months prior, three months prior, your birth month, and then three months after your birth month. So seven months total to sign up for Medicare. So just know that there's a big, big window there. You will know it's coming, but it's always good to start thinking about Medicare supplements if you need one in advance. Yeah, be thinking about that for sure. 
All right, so that's those are most of the key ages that you be think will be thinking about with retirement. But beyond sixty five, you've got age sixty six or sixty seven, which is another important one for Social Security. Yes, this is when most people, I would say, or it, some people, hit their Social Security full retirement age, or FRA, is is, is what it's known as a lot. Um, and the reason that that's important is that is when Social Security stops penalizing you for working. So, for example, if you take Social Security at 62 and you're working, there's a penalty for it. But if you wait and take Social Security at 67 and you're still working, there's no penalty. Yay. <laughs> it's a very important age. I am anti-penalty for a lot of different things, if you can't tell. Yeah. I am anti-withdrawal penalty. I'm anti-social security penalty. I'm just anti-penalty. <laughs> and then the next big age that we have to start thinking about after that is, well, 70, which is the latest you should take social security. Okay. There's no benefit to waiting beyond 70 to take social security. So if you haven't filed already and you're turning 70, file for social security. Get your money. You know, Brie, that might be the first time I've ever heard anybody tell me when you need to claim by. Like I always hear, you know, you don't want to claim too early and it, it may be best to wait a little bit. But I've never heard anybody say at 70, you want to be claiming no matter what. So that's good to know. Oh, yeah. No, that's a very important age yeah. around here. That is, I would say that's when a lot of our clients actually claim or maybe that's when one spouse of a couple is planning on claiming. So age 70 is a big, big deal in this office. Gotcha. All right. I got one more on the list today. Most important birthdays. Ooh, in our I bet planning. I know this one. What is it? 72. That is correct. Tell us why. We have to begin our required minimum distributions. Now, remember those accounts, the IRAs, the TSP, the 457, the 401k, all those accounts. Well, most of those accounts, you haven't paid taxes on yet. And so you've been, Uncle Sam has allowed you to defer taxes on those accounts for years and years and years. And it used to be age 70 and a half, which thank goodness someone realized that no one knows when they're 70 and a half. And now it's 72. But at age 72, you have to start taking money out of those accounts. And that amount that you need you need to start taking out or you must start taking out is your required minimum distribution. And the next question I know everybody's asking is, well, how much do I need to take out? And my answer, unfortunately, is it depends. There's a formula, but it's based off your age and your spouse's age and there's um, and the value of the account the previous year. But it is so important to take these required minimum distributions that in our office, we start working on them about my birthday, really, September 15th. We start the RM, the required minimum distribution conversations. And the reason we start so early is if someone forgets, the penalty is 50%. Hmm. Wow. So let's say you forgot to take your required minimum distribution. Or you didn't need it or you had Alzheimer's or you were, I don't know, busy. And your RMD was $12,000. You are going to end up sp sending the federal government $6,000 in a penalty. Not a prepayment of tax, just a penalty. That's problematic. Yeah. And the problem is, as people are getting older and has, as we've having more and more instances of Alzheimer's and dementia, we're, we're seeing more and more people forget to take their RMD. And it's, it's really a, a problem across the country. 
And they did pause required minimum distributions during COVID. So I've had a couple of people argue with me that, you know, COVID canceled it and they never have to do it again. No. The other time I see people where people go wrong is they forget. Either they miscalculate or they forget an IRA or they take it from the wrong type of an account because the amount it, it each each required minimum distribution, each person has a required minimum distribution once you hit 72. So important to know that and be aware of that. And I'm sure most people do. But and if hopefully if you're working with a certified financial planner, then you would know this for sure. But these are just some of the ages to be aware of and why they're so important. But I think you kind of wrap this up, Bree, by saying, you know, whatever age you're at right now, whatever your next birthday is, is the most important one for you now. Because wherever you are in planning, if you haven't began planning or you've just kind of started and eased into it, wherever you are, it's important that you take the necessary steps now to better yourself in the future. Exactly. Like It doesn't matter. I, I have people that always walk in here and they apologize. I should have done this a while ago, but yeah. there's no should haves. There's no buts. I get it. All of us have stuff. Everybody has stuff going on. There's no shame. Welcome to the party. <laughs> Let's just move forward. Yeah, exactly. And I'll also, you, you kind of touched on this a little bit while we were talking, but with everything else, as you're going through each one of these different stages of retirement planning and ages, taxes are going to be involved, right? Which is a great <sighs> reminder that you need to take advantage of the ticking tax time bomb toolkit you offer. Yes, 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 yes. There's only two things that are guaranteed in life, death and taxes. I, you know, I don't look good in jail. So <laughs> death and taxes in my mind are guaranteed in life. So we have this really great retirement toolkit, taking tax time bomb toolkit, as I like to call it. And it talks about, we've got a book, financial flight plan book, um, seven lessons to save your retirement. And it talks about what taxes can do to your retirement. We've got a CD that mentions taxes. We've got a couple of special reports that mention taxes and an investor awareness guide. And all of this is a $97 value that we offer to listeners of the podcast for free. Love it. They can just reach out to us um, email us at info at estesfinancial.net or give our office a call, 817-444-8402. Once again, 817-444-8402. And we'll get them the toolkit. Very good. Remember, estesfinancial.net is the best place to start. And you can always call again, 817-444-8402 to get your hands on that. Because taxes, as you said, you can't avoid them. So best to plan for them as early as possible. All right, let's shift gears and do a little getting to know you with Brie Reyes. And this week's uh, question, Brie, and I, I picture you as a fun board game person. I could, I could see sitting down with your family and playing board games. I, maybe I'm making an assumption here. But my question today is what's your favorite board game? Ooh, I have a couple of favorite board games. Um, I don't know if this counts as a board game necessarily, but right now what we're playing at my home a lot is called Shut the Box. Okay. Um, and I don't know, I don't actually know the rules or it, it's an English pub game <laughs> is basically what I've gathered from what I can, can figure out. Huh. Um, it's also known as uh, Kangoa, but it's a, it's a pub game. No net. And, and we picked it up. My husband and I picked it up in Jamaica, staying at an English resort in Jamaica. They had a shut the box game and it's, it's traditionally played in English pubs, and sometimes there's a pool. We don't necessarily gamble in ours, but it's a great uh, little dice game. And you try to roll the numbers 
and then you can shut shut the box. You get to to tilt down the numbers once you select the number that it, it, you play. It's a lot of fun. There's a long game. Hmm. If you can close all the numbers, you you completely shut the box. You win outright. And um, so we we've played it. Well, Keen and I played it in Jamaica. We came home. We bought it for our house and it's great to teach Nate the numbers because now he rolls the dice and he can count the little dots on the dice and he knows that then we start doing the math so if he rolls let's say he he rolls an eight does he want to put down the seven and the one does he want to put down just the eight the two of the six the five and the three yeah the five two and one the four three and one and so it it gives him it teaches him that and is a really good it's a really good game to just sit by the pool and play because you don't have to be super into it. It's not a monopoly. It doesn't go on forever and ever and ever. And then I, we turned my parents and my sister onto it, and now we can sit there and play Shut the Box all day long. That's interesting. I've never heard that game. Sounds it's fun. so much fun. Yeah. It is so much fun. They have some good sets on um, Amazon. That's where I bought ours. Okay. I'll have to look that up. Very good. <laughs> I love it. You always, you always bring something new to the table which is why I enjoy doing the show with you. <laughs> All right. How about we get uh, one mailbag question before we get out of here today? Sure. Uh, this one came in from Catherine who says, I've never, she says, I've always heard people talk about the importance of life insurance, but I never fully grasped the importance of it until my husband died unexpectedly last month at the age of 61. And I got a check for 250000 almost immediately. It's very comforting to know the money is there, but now I don't know what to do with it. What do you suggest? I am so sorry, Catherine. I am so, so, so sorry for your loss. Um, I understand that life insurance proceeds are sometimes absolutely necessary after a loss like that. And I'm so happy that you're, that it was the life insurance was put in place and I'm grateful that you have it, but this is, this is a delicate situation because you, the good news is the life insurance you received, life insurance proceeds you received are tax-free. So you don't have to worry about a big tax bill. I, I get that question a lot. I received all this money in life insurance. How much am I going to have to you know, pay in taxes? So that, that's the good news there is we're not going to have to worry about taxes on it. Um, and then the next thing is, it sounds like to me, you may need to convert that sum of money into a stream of income you can live off of. And there's a lot of different ways to go about this. So the first thing I would do is I would start interviewing certified financial planners. You do not want to use a financial uh, or a stockbroker. You want to make sure you're working with someone that that is versed in fi- full financial planning. And the only way to do that is with certified financial planners, so CFPs. I would start there. And then go in. They're probably going to ask your budget. They're going to ask a lot about your lifestyle, um, your current lifestyle, what you're spending now, kind of to get an idea of maybe what what's the best way for you moving forward. There's a lot of different products out there that can be used for different opportunities. And what we have to do is make sure you're getting the right one for you, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good question, Catherine. Thanks for sending it in. And again, Echoing Bree's thoughts. Very sorry for your loss there as well. All right. Well, if you have questions for us, you're always welcome to send them in via the website, estesfinancial.net, or you can call Bree's office directly, 817-444-8402 is the number again, 817-444-8402. All right, Bree, we're going to close out this episode of Financial Flight Plan Podcast on that note. And again, as you're getting close to your next birthday, be thinking about what you should be doing 
from a retirement planning perspective. Thanks, Bree. Thank you. And everybody listening, go out and lead an abundant life.